Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Hi everyone, Patricia Warby, Alchemy Therapies here. And today I want to do a book review on a book I've actually had. I've had it about four or five years, but it's such a brilliant book. Uh, and I've reread it recently. Um, and it's uh, Peter Levine in an unspoken voice. And it's one of the classic books on resolving trauma in the body. Now, that may seem perhaps something that you are not resonating with. Perhaps you've no idea if you've got unresolved trauma. Um, most people who've gone through a childhood have some because the symptoms that arise can be not, not the classic symptoms of trauma, not flashbacks or um, having violent dreams or whatever. There can be bodily symptoms, things like um, frozen shoulder, IBS, uh, pain, particularly chronic pain of fibromyalgia and fatigue as well. Um, chronic fatigue syndromes, we're seeing a lot of long haul COVID people who've had these issues that have not been resolved bodily. And Peter Levine is one of the first people to really recognise this whole condition and to work with it in order to resolve it. And so he's really the forefather of the kind of work I do. Uh, and this book isn't his first book. I think it's probably his third or fourth. I don't know. Uh, his first book that I remember was Waking the Tiger, which was an unusual title. And it really drew me. It was when I was studying massage about 10 years ago. And for the first time, it explained why some of the people that came to see me didn't recover um, that they still had recurring tension and tightness in their bodies or they had gut issues or constipation or whatever. And although massage would help, um, the old patterns would return. And so I, I read that book and it really explained all about trauma, what trauma was. And first of all, trauma is anything that overwhelms your nervous system's capacity to cope. So um, that can be anything when you're young because young children have very little um, support sometimes and their nervous systems are still in development. And so it can be just chronic stress in the household. It can be adverse childhood events. I've talked about that a lot, you know, divorce of parents, uh, depression of a parent, chronic illness of a parent, that's what I had. And up till very recently, what we would do with children who would show anxiety in various ways um, and as adults when they grow up um, we would give them talk therapy as a solution and indeed I undertook talk therapy in my 30s when I realized I had some issues that were limiting my health and what talk therapy does is it engages obviously the cortex the front brain the thinking brain and this isn't always the best approach in fact with trauma particularly bodily trauma um, of these kind of long-term issues, um, which may be triggered by current events like accidents or immobilization, um, hospitalization, things like that, um, can actually be made worse by talking about them because you are engaging the part of the brain that's already in overdrive. It's already trying to figure things out and work out what's wrong and why. And actually, Peter's work really shows us that it is a bottom-up approach that works best so not this top-down thinking approach and talking about the issues but actually allowing yourself to feel in your body what's going on and to track it without judgment without fear and without shutdown now I've talked elsewhere about polyvagal theory um, 
I may do another podcast on that because it's such an important theory. Understanding how the nervous system works in three sort of layers. The brain is in three layers and the nervous system is also in three layers. Uh, And the vagus nerve, which is one of the most important nerves in the body, which really is the basis of this mind-body connection because it connects the viscera, all your internal organs to your brain, is... Um, acutely feeding back information. So it's not a top-down approach because the brain isn't just telling the viscera what to do. It's actually the viscera are feeding back information to the brain to say how you're feeling. And a lot of the states we see people in, you know, these anxious, dysregulated states are because their bodies are holding so much trauma that they actually feel awful. And then the brain tries to make sense of that by creating an anxiety feeling. So, um, Trauma is a bodily experience, and the younger you are when you experience things that are overwhelming, the more deeply that becomes embedded. And and you can actually remain in a functional freeze state, which allows you actually to have a life. You know, a lot of people are able to have a job, a career, a family, but they're basically living what he calls a cardboard existence which I just think is such a great quote. And and that's probably where I was, you know, up until the point my nervous system collapsed at 34, was I was functionally okay. I was actually very productive being an A-type, you know. I was able to study, work, and push myself um, really hard. But I felt empty inside. I actually didn't have much connection with my body. In fact, I kind of disowned it as being unnecessary and a bit of a, a pain. Um, And of course, the body reads those messages and and understands that there's something wrong. There's something wrong with you. And eventually that catches up with you. So um, so you have to understand then that if you have these childhood experiences that are negative or adverse, that your body records that as a state of threat. And this becomes a chronic stress in the body that holds your muscles in tension. It creates all sorts of issues, as I've already mentioned, but also musculoskeletal issues like frozen shoulder, um, IBS, you know, irritable bowel syndrome are these kind of autonomically driven freeze and then activation states that go on alternately. And so the body is really dysregulated and doesn't know how to function well. And so the symptoms are merely the cry for help, if you like, that the body is trying to talk to the brain and tell you that that something is amiss that needs to be looked at. Now, um, insecure attachment is one of the major causes of this functional dysregulation. It's one of the major what I call small t traumas that occur to people in life and what it means is it's a disruption between the bond between the baby and usually the mother father comes into it a bit later on Um, but the first six months of life and even actually before birth um, you know while you're being carried in the womb are these amazing sort of times for the the young body and the young neurology to learn what they need to do, what the the functional response is. And if there's a lot of stress in that setup, if the mother is stressed, for instance, or the birth is difficult, or there's divorce impending, uh, or a bereavement somewhere in the family line um, around that time, the baby's body learns to feel unsafe. 
throughout that time. And that's a very strong lesson that the body remembers and plays out throughout the life course. And so um, in order to heal, we have to engage a certain level of body connection, this bottom up approach with the, the safety of another. And that's what therapy provides, the neurological safety or grounding of being in the presence of someone who feels neurologically safe to you. Um, another thing that gets embedded through these kind of dysregulated states is shame. And shame, we tend to think of as being ashamed, but it's not always that simple. Shame can embed itself as a feeling of being wrong, of being bad, of being somehow the cause of any problem that you're having. Uh, and I see this a lot in chronic illness, people coming to me and saying, you know, I should be better by now. I, I, I've really tried to get well, but I don't know, I'm just unfixable. I'm just too far gone. Or people with disordered eating who believe that, you know, shoving down food is, although it's, you know, not something they want to do, they feel driven to do. And then the subsequent weight gain or change in body shape becomes a source of deep shame. Well, shame is also a, um, an embodied state of dysregulation, uh, a, a, this pervasive sense of badness, if you like. And Peter talks about that as well. And I think he's very uh, illuminating in how he describes it. Shame is such a big part of what we need to overcome if we're to truly heal and become fully whole. And again, this is a lot easier when you have the safety and grounding of another person with you who can teach you that what you're feeling is a learnt response and it's not necessarily true that you're the one to blame or you're the bad one. Um, you actually have a sense of goodness and you'll note actually the subtitle of this book, um, How the Body Releases Trauma and Restores Goodness, is really, really a key word goodness is an embodied state of feeling good in yourself and so few people have that in in this world um, and when you're around people like that you really know you feel it you feel connection with them you feel warm around them you feel good around them and it's something that you can actually develop when you let go of shame because shame is unnecessary it's a learnt response but it's not necessarily the right one and um the other, the other way we do this, apart from this grounding and holding and safety, is we teach people to notice their bodily sensations and track them in real time, being here, being in present in the now, without the judgment or the internal dialogue of what should be happening. And that kind of analytical overthinking, the monkey mind that goes round and round and round. Um, so we allow the person to just connect with what's happening in their body. And what they find is that they have sensations and movements that uh, shift. And when they start to notice the shift without the judgment and the over analytical thinking, then the body can release like it, like a dam bursting, only it's, it's much more controlled and it's, it's much more pleasant um, of actually allowing energy stored, frozen immobilized energy to actually release and we can see that sometimes in shaking or crying or um, odd sensations like tingling um, they're all neurological signs that the body is releasing this pent-up stored trauma 
So we allow ourselves to release that and track the change. And when we do that, we actually integrate that experience as over, done, finished, gone. And so the threat level can be released and thus the body can start to reorganize itself in a safe state and start to digest better, increase immune function, release um, muscle tension. One very important case he goes through here in this book is about frozen shoulder. Now, frozen shoulder was something I came across time and time again when I was working primarily as a massage therapist. And we were told, you know, where to palpate and where to release and do all the mus muscle movements. But it was never explained why frozen shoulder occurred. And I'd never heard a good explanation. But in Peter's book, he actually talks about the fact that the agonist muscle and the antagonist muscles, so every action has two muscles at least that control it. Um, so in, in this movement, the bicep is, is the agonist and the tricep is the antagonist. And they're supposed to kind of contract and relax in opposition to allow the movement. But in frozen shoulder, the muscles are both uh, contracting at the same time. And of course you can imagine that makes, it's like having the gas and the brakes on at the same time you can't move and and that's the result of this sort of frozen fear-induced immobility um he's got a lovely quote here the the motor act is the cradle of the mind um, motor movement is kind of functionally derived from the opposing forces of i must help or i must go i must approach or i must retreat and that's what's happening in the muscles, particularly um, during situations of great traumatic stress. So say you've had an accident in a car and, and one force wants you to brace yourself and protect yourself. And the other force wants you to just close down and disappear. So the freeze response and the fight and flight response are in opposition there. And if both come on at the same time, they can get very, very stuck in the body. And the same is true, I believe, of irritable bowel syndrome. I'm sure that's what's going on. Um, you're opposing forces of release and tightening. And we see constipation and diarrhea as the primary symptoms of IBS. Um, in my own book, The Scar That Won't Heal, I talk about this in a lot more detail. Um, but finally, um, so actually, Peter is really good on, on saying that we feel sensations viscerally. And so often it's actually necessary to connect with these feelings in our bodies rather than the thoughts and feelings that we often overlay on top of that. And I just want to finish with a quote, a direct quote here from him. Um, so um, the uncoupling of sensation from image and thought is what diffuses the highly charged emotions and allows them to transform fluidly into sensation-based grid gradations of feeling and that's what we do with people we allow them to disconnect the thought from the feeling and so they can just allow the feeling in itself and actually um, the first step is is refusing to be seduced into the content of our negative thoughts or swept away by the potent or galvanized drive of an emotion when I first work with people they're often in that state of uh, I've done everything. I, I just don't understand why I'm still doing this. I need to find the answer. Give me the answer. Uh, and instead of um, 
actually looking externally for solutions, the solution is within. And I think that's the most profound piece of information I've ever discovered. It's what I use with all my clients, and it is the one that releases them from fear and from painful symptoms. So um, great book. Thank you, Peter, uh, for putting me on this path, which I'm now on, which I just I love what I do. It's so profound. It, it's a spiritual journey as well. Um, people don't just uncover their symptoms. They they uncover a whole new self and a purpose and a meaning in life. There can't be much better than this. Well, if you've enjoyed this talk, uh, please subscribe. Do contact me. My details are always in the description. Take care, everyone. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.